Now, I talk a lot on the channel about DC, the Marvel Universe, you know, comic book movies, Batman films, uh, up-and-coming things that I'm looking forward to. I just did an entry not too long ago about the Spider-Man trailer that just released. I've done entries for the Loki show, for WandaVision, for Black Widow, the Black Widow film. I've done a lot in that realm because it is something that I... And feel very much connected to. I love those films. You know, I'm a nerd at heart. You know, I'm super excited about everything I've been reading for the new Batman film uh, with Robert Pattinson. And for the first time ever, I just, I don't find an interest in this new series that they kind of have been putting out to hold people off until Shang-Chi comes out in about a week or so. And I'm looking forward to that. I already have tickets for a 3D showing in the afternoon. Super excited for that film. I've been waiting for that film ever since they announced it. I think the MCU, if they do one thing great, it's taking characters that are kind of obscure and not really part of like the mainstream level of Marvel superheroes and characters, bringing them to light and kind of being like, here, we're going to make these guys a big deal. They did it with Doctor Strange. I never cared for Doctor Strange. Love the Doctor Strange film. Kind of upset with what they're doing with for him with, in Spider-Man. But I'm super looking forward to Shang-Chi because I think they're going to completely blow that character out of the water. I think they're going to do fantastic with it. It looks really, really good. And I'm going to do an entry on it after I watch it. Probably almost immediately, even though I'm kind of seeing it within the weekend it comes out. Uh, I don't care. I'm going to want to talk about it. But all that aside, they have this show called Marvel's What If?, and what it is, it's a animated series that kind of talks about the what if universe in the in like an anthology based format, meaning every episode is kind of different, nothing really connects, nothing really has anything to do with what's canon, and it's told from the perspective of the watcher who is kind of telling these stories from different parts of the multiverse and how these different scenarios can play out. I do know that the first episode was instead of Steve Rogers becoming um, the first Captain America, it's Peggy Carter and she becomes Captain Carter. I didn't, I didn't watch that one. I also didn't watch the second one, which was Chadwick Bossman's last MCU role um, where he plays uh, T'Challa. And instead of being from Wakanda, he takes Peter Quill's place and becomes Star-Lord. I didn't see those two, just simply because I just wasn't interested in what this show would have brought to the table, because I guess maybe there's a little part of me that knows that when you're talking about the what-if universe of Marvel, there's one thing that probably a lot of diehard people want, and I don't think we're going to get it. And I think what they might do is they might kind of do this what if frame, but within like the MCU, they're kind of creating, you know, as they get new characters or as they want to incorporate different characters that are still kind of about to be exposed. The fact that just with the one that I just watched, which is what this entry is solely going to be about because it's the only one I've seen so far. And that's episode three. Um, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? which is very close to the, 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 the what-if comic that I'm talking about. And the what-if comic is 
what if I don't I, I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I just know that it's like w- one of the one of my favorite storylines. I haven't read it in years. I read it when I was a teenager. But it's what if the Punisher basically murdered the the, the Marvel universe? And what that storyline is for those who may not be aware of it, it's it's essentially the the Punisher's story is his family dies in the middle of like a gang war, you know, some iterations of his family dies in the middle, uh, is targeted because he's, you know, uh, a special agent and they find out who it is and they try to kill everybody, but he survives. So his, his entire family dies and whatnot. Like we've seen very various iterations of that, but it still holds true. It's the fact that crime killed his family. So now he goes out and he kills criminals. So what this storyline is, is if his family died in the middle of, like, I think it's like the X-Men kind of saving the day. I can't remember exactly how it went down, but it's basically like, say if you you had, like, um, like Wolverine and Spider-Man and Cyclops, and they're, and they're fighting, like, Sentinels in, like, Central Park. Well, his family gets caught in the middle of that, and then they die in the middle of that big battle. Almost as if, you know, your family died in the middle of, say, like, the Battle of New York and whatnot. So what does Frank Castle do? He blames it on the superheroes. He blames it on mutants. He blames it on all the people that are considered heroes to the world. And because he blames them... He now goes after them. He now starts murdering them one by one and trying to figure out how he can basically murder them. And, like, he kills Spider-Man. He kills Cyclops. He kills a bunch of people uh, in this series. And, again, I don't remember it really all that well. I've only read it once, and it was many, many years ago. Again, I'm super old. And this is probably the closest we're going to get to that. And it's because it still is very much a cartoon. And... I'm going to be 100% honest, Marvel doesn't do too well in my in my perspective in the animated space because there's just certain things that they just don't they don't get when it comes to this world. Even this animation, it's just it's kind of clunky. And just watching this one episode, I didn't 100% like it, but I did appreciate what the story was. And the story is essentially, I think as close as we're going to get to what the, the 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 what if concept that I'm talking about and that concept is that the 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 big six that are meant to be Avengers are hunted and you don't learn who they're hunted by until the very end and even it, it takes place even right before Thor joins the Avengers and he gets murdered and because he gets murdered Loki brings the army of Asgard to kind of conquer Earth and you have uh, Nick Fury kind of trying to hold the reins and be like, no, give me a chance. This wasn't us. We're going to find out who murdered all of my people and um, and and your brother. Because Thor gets murdered. Uh, Iron Man gets murdered. Um, uh, what's his name? Hawkeye. Hawkeye gets murdered. Hulk gets blown up. <laughs> And then as she's about to figure it out, Black Widow gets murdered. So all of these characters are like dropping dead. And then he eventually leads into him discovering that the whole time it was Hank Pym. And why is Hank Pym doing it? Well, because his daughter Hope was supposed to be an Avenger and she was working with S.H.I.E.L.D. 
and she, and she died on the job and he blames shield for that so his only family died and he blamed the superheroes which even in in the perspective of this universe because here's what you got to understand when marvel is talking about the multiverse they're not really talking about like true marvel multiverse they're talking about their multiverse they're talking about what they can do with the characters that they have or characters that have already sort of been introduced because if they really wanted to give you a what if universe now that they have characters like the Fantastic Four, who we know are right around the corner, if they have, like, the rights to certain X-Men or anything, like, why aren't any of these what-ifs, like, like, what if, you know, anything that involves what-if storylines with the X-Men, because I know there's a couple of those, I know there has to be one with Fantastic Four, like, they're only going based off of what they've already sort of done, and maybe that's just, like, a teaser, in a way, maybe this is meant to be, like, oh, here's a couple of stories, but they only kind of involve using characters that they already have established. Like, like having T'Challa become Star-Lord, you know, those are characters that they have established. Even the Guardians of the Galaxy by themselves. Nobody really, unless you were a big Marvel comic fan and still reading it, Guardians of the Galaxy is only a, a couple, maybe a decade or two old in comparison to some of these characters who have been in comics for 40 50 years you know what i'm saying like guardians of the galaxy as far as i know is of this generation and it's one of the reasons why marvel was able to do them so easily is because they were sort of new and sort of just a turn in expanding the marvel universe and it was one of the few things they still had rights to because at the point where they were starting the mzu they didn't have the Mar- uh, the um the X-Men universe. They didn't have the Fantastic Four. They didn't have Spider-Man. They sort of had Hulk, you know, they 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 got Hulk before they got anybody else and it was strictly because, you know, the Hulk movie that they tried to uh, that uh, I think it's Universal Studios that owns Hulk. The Hulk movie they tried to come out with with Eric Banner was a complete flop, you know, and so they were like, "Well, listen, we're trying to do this this connected universe let us have it and they were like okay and i've even heard the idea that edward norton's going to be coming back now that they're expanding the concept of the multiverse but that's still just within the realm of the things that we sort of know and there's no sign that they're going to be drifting out to to other areas of other characters or anything they're just using what we know like one of the big things about the spider-man film is the idea that there's going to be the tom holland spider-man meeting the andrew garfield and the toby Maguire spider-man so now if that's true okay i'm super excited for that but there's kind of more to that now let me give you a perfect example they're still talking about how the flash is in production and it's finally kind of getting the the wheels turning over a film that was meant to kind of already be out and it's been in, in the works for six years so we already know a lot of the storylines you know we know supergirl and michael keaton's involved and back around the time of the schneiderverse and the first uh justice league the josh whedon justice league um uh, what's his name isra miller who plays the flash in that universe He's completely separate from what the DC is doing with the quote-unquote Arrowverse. I don't know if they're still calling it that now, being that Arrow's done. But the Arrowverse on the CW, which is their collection of like five or six shows that all have a connecting world. Ezra Miller took a step into that universe to express, oh yeah, 
all of these universes exist together because the DC also has its own kind of um, multiverse, I guess you can say it. And the fact that they took this mainstream actor playing this character out of his realm and put him in the TV world, they made a connection to a world that we still don't know if the MCU is going to even acknowledge. They have a whole TV universe that is so disconnected because it just wasn't something that they planned on connecting. Look at all the Netflix films. You haven't heard mention one of anything to do with Punisher, with Daredevil, with Luke Cage, with any of these characters. They're so they're such low-level characters that why would they even bother when they have all of these mainstream characters and they're still pushing mainstream characters? They're pushing Shang-Chi, they're pushing Miss Marvel, they're pushing She-Hulk, they're pushing Moon Knight. But you have established characters that you could also push. Get Daredevil involved. I know there's a lot of rumors that Daredevil's going to be some kind, some way, shape, or form involved in the Spider-Man film. I don't know how true that is. It's just rumors as far as I know. But... Get him involved. Make that universe big. Connect everything. Don't just connect the things that you you feel make sense because it's still part of what your collective universe actually shares. And if you're really going to do that with Spider-Man where you bring in Daredevil and then you bring in Andrew Garfield and then you bring in Tobey Maguire, I want more of that. I want more of the expansion. I want you to have... (laughs) I know this sounds dumb, but I want you to bring... Chris Evans back as the Human Torch. Let those characters kind of make a cameo and pop up in some sort of multiverse fashion. Why not establish that they are they are all connected because they are all part of this universe that you now own. You own Fantastic Four again. Make make light of that. You know, make light of other characters and make light of their other versions as well. Don't just give me the same reiteration of the same ten characters because you know we know that you can do more. And maybe it is that you're waiting, and if you are waiting, okay, fine, wait if you want to. But you have so much potential when you're talking about the multiverse, and you have so much potential when you're talking about the what-if universe in and of itself. Because the what-if universe isn't just, you know, what if these things happen. They are essentially different timelines within the multiverse. And when you have it in this fashion that's almost like very Tales from the Crypt, where it's like the watcher is telling the story and he's narrating what's happening. It's it just it, it leaves open so many possibilities. And you know, I, I should watch the second one simply to, you know, show my respect to Chadwick Bossman. I just it was just this show as a whole. I just wasn't into the idea of this show because I knew that it was it wasn't gonna be what it could potentially become. And maybe as it moves along, as maybe they do a second season or a third season Maybe as they do more and they they start broadening their perspective, maybe we'll get better things. I don't know. I'm just I'm not expecting much out of this version of what they're trying to do with with the What If universe, unless again, truly, they start picking from direct comics. Now, the only reason I say that is because I don't know most Marvel comics. The few I know have been kind of brought to light and I understand them, but I don't know if there's any actual what if universe comics that go into the idea of what episode one, two or three talk about, you know, and the episode four that's coming up is, is, uh, I think it's meant to release tomorrow, I think. So when episode four comes out, it's supposed to be a Dr. Strange story. 
And I think the concept of that is what if instead of he lost his heart, no, instead of he lost his hands, he lost his heart. So I don't know what that means. I don't know what new direction they're going to take it on. And again, I don't know where this actually derives from. And if they're just kind of making up stories out of thin air, then that also kind of upsets me because you have source material. You have source material that you have the right for. But I do know that more than likely a lot of the what if storylines are probably a lot darker than what Marvel really wants to do. So they have to make these kind of kid-friendly versions of the of stories and maybe kind of tweak stories a little bit. And I know I, I could be wrong. I just, from what I know of some of the what it's what if stories, most of the ones that I know, and maybe that just tells a lot about me, is that they're mostly dark. They mostly have some sort of dark undertone. And I could be wrong. I could be 100% wrong. And I'm fully aware of that. So please take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt if you're a person who's more into really deep Marvel knowledge. I only have very minimal knowledge because Marvel wasn't my forte. DC was my forte. And DC has never really done anything like that except for the Flashpoint. Which basically what the Flashpoint is is what if Flash changed the past, in a sense changing the future. And he's done that a couple of times, in not just films, but also in comics. And that, that's the essential crux of a lot of their dimensional traveling and time traveling and, and their what-if, almost. As in, you know, one of the biggest storylines in that is the Flashpoint Paradox. Whereas he goes, uh, Barry Allen goes back and saves his mother from being uh, murdered. And in, in light of that, changes the whole string of everything else that happens. So when he wakes up, he's no longer the Flash. And instead of like, well, what's a major thing for that? Instead of Bruce Wayne dying, instead of Bruce Wayne's parents dying, Bruce dies. And in essence of his death, his mother goes crazy and becomes the Joker. And his father becomes Batman, but a very a very much darker Batman where it's essentially Punisher just dressed up as Batman. And that's been teased a lot for the live action flash film. And it's probably one of the biggest flashpoint stories there is. And they've, but they've used it a couple of times and it's the closest DC has to what it, what the, what if universe is again, as far as I know, I haven't read every DC comic either. And I have, you know, my fair share of things that, I'm kind of stuck with, you know, I only read certain comics or certain characters, you know, I haven't read every Superman comic, I haven't read every Wonder Woman comic, it just wasn't characters that, you know, stuck with me, you know, just like I've never read a Captain America comic or an Iron Man comic, you know, I've read Spider-Man comics, I read Batman comics, those are my two big names when I was a kid, so that's why I know a good portion of, Bat of Batman storylines I know a large portion of Batman storylines, but I know a good portion of Spider-Man storylines, and that's as far as I really go. Most of my knowledge is kind of the same knowledge as everybody else's, where they're looking at this through what the MCU is giving us, and then if you want to learn more, then you go out and you go, okay, what does this symbol mean? What does this character mean? Where does this character come from? That's when I learned, like, all of my knowledge. But there are some things that I do know, and because of that, the, even just the minimal stuff that I know, even though my minimal investment in this universe, I know that what if might not be everything that it has the potential of being. I mean, episode three wasn't bad. It wasn't, but it's not the one I wanted. I, I want the Punisher murdering the Marvel Universe. 
and I don't think I'm ever going to get that, but it's, it wasn't so bad.